Welcome to the very first episode of Uncomfortable Conversations. I am your host, Avante Wright. And and the reason why I like to talk about this topic is because it's kind of very dear to me. And I've been looking around and I'm like, I don't know. Something just, something is in the water. (laughs) Something is in the, the jab, as a lot of people are calling it. I had to really, really stand back and and, and look at this topic. I know these topics are very emotional. That's why they're uncomfortable. But this episode is kind of personal. I always felt a little dark, (laughs) a little sad. I always um, felt a little uncertain about being able to accomplish what most said is success or what most said is happiness. I knew I always had anxiety, but for a long time, I just didn't have the correct title for it. I didn't know that it was a word for how I was feeling. And the word depression, (laughs) I don't, I didn't even think that was a part of my vocabulary. I actually don't even think I heard the word being talked about until later on in life. And I mean, extremely later on in life. I just remember having to figure it out and keep it moving. That's kind of how I was raised and trained. There was too many obstacles in the way when I was growing up to try to figure out feelings, (laughs) like really try to figure out feelings. But I was chatting with someone today and we had a whole conversation on just that feelings. I mean, an entire conversation on just feelings. But today, (laughs) today, there are groups Groups like emos. I heard this word uh, the other day. They're called emotional kids. But is it real? Not asking if you think depression or anxiety or those thoughts. I always say that in like the oh, those thoughts. You know those thoughts. If that is real or not. But when did it become cool to be depressed? I never in my whole entire life thought that I would meet so many depressed people. They have groups of people, like groups. It's like a gang. I never thought I'll feel so normal living in depression. I feel like if I'm happy, I'm an outcast. More people are struggling than not. Is it society? But aren't we taught (laughs) that we're growing as a country? Um... I always laugh at that, though, but we now have even AI that can actually do all the work for you. I don't even have to sit here and talk to you to be real. This doesn't even have to be me sitting in front of a microphone. But if anybody knows me, I'm going to be honest with you. It It is me. I like to express to express myself. So ain't no AI. (laughs) No chat GPT going to silence my real voice. But I I do want to focus on a particular question that has been running through my mind and on my mind for a long time. And that question is, are we as a country getting more depressed or are we just more open about it? And when I say open about it, I mean, are we just talking about it more? But are we creating the mindset that there can't be bad days? Sometimes there's just bad freaking days. Now we're creating the mindset that if you're not living a perfect 
life, if you don't wake up happy every single day, you're depressed. And it's okay because you can join our group and we can all be depressed together. And that's the reason why I said depression is a myth because I think we're creating a sense of comfort and being depressed. So a lot of people are misdiagnosing what they are going through as depression. I'm not trying to take away what depression is because I, I actually live live it. <laughs> so according to my therapist, I am suffering from depression. So I'm not taking away because I know what that feeling is. But are we as a country getting more depressed? I mean, they have groups of depressed kids called emos. But as a CEO, and be, I've been noticing that more and more people seems to be suffering. Even those people that you think have it all, even those people that you look up to, I'm finding out that they their life is n- not something to look up to. I'm finding out that they are also saying that they're depressed. So is depression feelings? Is depression chemical imbalance? Is depression a mental unwiring in your brain? Then why is it more of it today? Why are we experiencing more of it today? And if it is a chemical imbalance, if it's not just feelings, what are we going to do to make sure that we do talk about it? You know, I I, I do agree that um, it is a disease. I'm not going to uh, take that away. And, I, I, and it doesn't discriminate. So I get that. And it seems like it's rapidly spreading like corona. I just... <laughs> I just have that that vision of the map and you see one red dot. You see that first red dot. And then as time goes and progress, you start seeing another red dot and another red dot and another red dot. And then all of a sudden, all of the red dots kind of take over the map. I feel like that's what depression is becoming. It's like Corona. But that is a good place to dive deep into. And my question is, did we finally recognize that the unhappiness was happening when we had to deal with corona? Did we finally recognize the unhappiness when we were forced to look inside, look in the mirror? Did we finally realize that we're just shit humans? You're not that nice. (laughs) You're not that cool. You're really not that friendly. Did we just finally realize that and then it kind of made us a little sad? And I understand that we really don't like to deal with our true selves. Because we've been we've been masking it for so long. We didn't really have to, to look in the mirror. We had to look through the computer and filters. So that's fake. So we became fake. Did we just finally have to deal with ourselves? Once Corona hit, it brought a lot of things to the surface. 
But I've been really asking myself this question more and more as I sit back and I watch. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. I feel like I'm looking at the Matrix, I guess. That's a great movie. Are we actually getting more depressed or are we just more willing to talk about it? Is technology forcing us to deal and feel? Is technology forcing us to deal and feel? (laughs) Think about it. Think about technology right now. And you're on social media and you see a blog post. And once you finish reading the caption, after the caption, it says, leave a comment. Reply. What are your thoughts? Now they're, they're calling them call to actions. I'm sure most of us, when we see those blogs or those posts, we may not really even have a thought on a particular subject. We might just, in our brain, look at it, read it, and say, oh, that was pretty interesting. But now, since you fast, let me dive deep inside and open Pandora's box of my feelings. Because now I have to leave a comment or a reply. So now I have to think about it. Now I have to to really, really express what this post made me feel like. Are they forcing these thoughts on us? So now that I, 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 I opened up the little comment, <laughs> and, it's, and it's weird because... I see a lot of hateful comments and I mean extremely hateful comments. So now I'm looking at the person like I read the comment and I'm thinking, whoa, that was that was pretty mean. (laughs) What is this person going through? Like, what is it that you're going through that you have to write such vile words towards someone you don't even know towards a situation you're not even a part of but we celebrate those comments because we give them so much attention i i've i've noticed that when you look at those comments and you go through the comment section there are some positive things and people are keep your head up we're all gonna get through this together Nothing, no likes, no comments under it, no replies under it. But as soon as someone says something vile, something hateful, it's either a hundred likes and a thousand comments. And that's all that person really wanted was to interact with other people, you know, and place that emotion to other people. So now other people can walk around thinking that they're depressed and they're mad and they're angry. So on one hand, the world we live in today is very different from the world of our our parents because our parents didn't have to live through social media. Technology has actually made our lives easier in many ways. But it's also pointing a huge spotlight on life in general, at the same time making us feel more isolated. Think about that. That's crazy. You have been open to the entire world. And this is the most isolated you've ever felt. So are we really depressed? Or is it just a state of confusion? Do people get depression and just having a bad day confused? The first word we grab 
when we're having a bad day is I'm depressed. No, you're just having a bad day. Every day ain't going to be happy. Somebody's going to say something that ticks you off. Sometimes you're going to be a little emotional. You might see a, a movie that made you sad, made you think about that ex. That's not depression. That's just a bad day. You're just having a bad day. Is depression a chemical imbalance? Or is depression just a bad day? Just sad. Just, you know, I just, I you know, I ate Taco Bell yesterday and it kind of threw off my, my, my body. So I don't feel good today. I don't feel excited. I should have had carrots and apples. But is that depression though? And that's why I say sometimes depression is a myth. Because we've created this idea that every day has to be a perfect day. And if, if every day is not a perfect day, you're depressed. And I understand you can't even turn on the TV because that's going to create a state of fear. I literally just seen a mass shooting in Dallas the other day. <laughs> it was wild. And the crazy thing about me watching it in action is that it wasn't even shocking. It created more fear for me to go out, but me watching it wasn't shocking. And then I think about love. We're now dating through swipes and emojis. (laughs) Like, think about that. We're literally dating through swipes. Swipe left, if you like me. Swipe right. I don't know. I don't really date on, you know, Tinder or anything. But swipe, I think it's left of you. I don't even know how it goes, but that's how we're dating. We're more connected to the world. I can find me a man (laughs) in Colombia, in Mexico. So we're now more connected to the world than ever before. But why are we so disconnected from each other? Even when you see these shootings, like the one that I've seen in Dallas, you're scared to even talk about mental health, gun control, or just guns in general. You're just scared. You're in a, we're, we're living in a state of fear. I literally just seen two country delegates fight. This is... No lie. Two countries, countries, their delegates fight, actually take swings. And it felt normal. How did we become so angry? Is it that we spend more time staring at screens than we do interacting with people around us? So we kind of leave the compassion at the door. Is it the lack of human touch? I seen someone, a, a young lady, and she was crying and she was talking about she's touch deprived. And I kind of felt her. I was like, maybe that's me too. Are we losing our compassion because we're more tech savvy? We're screaming AI is ruining society. But I honestly feel like we've become the real robots a long time ago. Let's get back to this small issue we call social media. It was great at first. 
we got to keep in touch with the friends and the families. We had Facebook. We had MySpace. You could like paint your wall however you want to have your music. I remember, I don't know how many of you guys remember MySpace, but I remember MySpace. It was so great. It felt so refreshing. But it, but it soon became a drug. How quickly the refreshment became an addiction. It soon replaced reality as we know it. It's more believable to think about it. Of what someone else says about you. That has never even met you. Than what you know to be true about yourself. That's why these kids are drowning in what they think is depression. And they do it over a meme or a hate page or some bad comments. It's not real. It's like a hypnosis. That we're just not snapping them out of it. Because we're too busy in our own fictitious world. So we're not seeing these kids join the emos, I guess. Not to even mention how incredibly dangerous to our mental health social social media has become. We are actually bombarded with images of perfect lives, the perfect body, perfect relationships. And those perfect relationships, oh, those are the ones that get me the most. Because when we find out that they're really not that perfect, the perfect body came at the price of $19,325. I, I don't really know. I've never really had too much plastic surgery done. I haven't had any plastic surgery done, but I'm assuming that the perfect body might be a, a little bit around 20000 maybe. I don't know. It's easy to feel like we're not measuring up. But is that depression? <laughs> or is it just we're kind of like sad? Like, yo, we can't get it together. And then we create the imagery of, oh gosh, my life is going to end. And this is why I said that it sometimes it's a myth. Because we create the depression within our heads. Because we're now basing our feelings off of false information. So are we really actually creating it ourselves? Or is it real? I know when I had to go to therapy and, you know, I talked to my therapist. It wasn't anything that I seen it wasn't anything that anybody told me because I was trying to be happy. Everybody looked at my life and thought that I had it all together. And I was like, nah, <laughs> I just cried in the shower. I don't know why I cried in the shower. I was just crying. I don't even have a reason to cry in the shower, but I was crying in the shower. Or this is why I was thinking about how, how many people are really suffering. Because I feel like we have embedded that word. It's almost like narcissistic. I've never heard so many people use the word everybody. If he doesn't like you, he's a narcissist. 
If he tells you how he feels, he's a narcissist. <laughs> if, he, if he cheats on you, he's a narcissist. No, he just wasn't that into you. No, he just doesn't like you. No, he doesn't want to be nice to you. He's just not a nice person. That doesn't mean he's a narcissist. So we have created these images and these words and these thoughts within, you know, within situations. And I feel, <sighs> but we're basing our feelings off of, or did we create a different category of what depression is? Did we create, there's two types of depressions now. There's the one that we've created for ourselves and there's the other one. I don't want to say it's the real one because I don't want to, you know, diminish anybody else's feelings. This is why we have to retrain on what depression is and even mental health as a whole. It's not about the straitjackets no more, y'all. Like yesteryears, you remember back in the day, if you talked about mental health, you envisioned straitjacket. But more... Of going to the gym for your thoughts and mind. There was a time when mental health or mental illness was seen as a weakness. Something to be hidden away and ignored. But now we have a generation of emos. Today there's slightly more awareness and more acceptance of mental health issues. Kinda. Not really. And I say slightly in like all caps. If you know kind of what I mean, people are more willing to talk openly about their struggles, but sometimes it just feels like they're just, they just want to kind of talk. They want the sympathy, not the solution. <laughs> they want the sympathy, not the solution. Let me just say that one more time. When people are telling you how they feel, when people are telling you how sad they are, when people are telling you, oh, I'm feeling so depressed, they want the sympathy, but not the solution. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's the world we live in. So where does that leave us then if, if that's the case? We're more aware of how many folks are crashing out we're more aware of people crashing out. We're more aware of people losing their minds. We're more aware of people falling into depression. And we're more willing to talk about it. But we still have a long way to go, I think. But we stop at talking. I don't know if it's because of the stigma or not, but we just stop at talking. No solutions. We need to continue to work to break down exactly why it's such a harsh stigma around your inner feelings, though. Just think about it. They're just feelings. We can talk about them. It doesn't cause damage to talk about them. It actually helps us in the long run because we, we, we get it out. Other people get it out. Because now I'm scared to go to Target. Because someone else's feelings are exploding. Because they weren't able to get them out. We need to ensure that everyone has access to the care and the support that they need. 
And we need to continue to build connections with people around us to create a world where everybody feels maybe valued. I mean, is that asking too much to allow people to feel valued, supported, and most importantly, heard? But with that said, let me take this quick break. Wave goodbye to anxiety and depression with Just Breathe Jewelry. This necklace is a diffuser on the go, combined with a fidget spinner to help keep your mind occupied with aromatherapy. It's style with function. Use the power of aromatherapy today to help you feel better with Just Breathe. JustBreatheJewelry.com J-U-S-B-R-E-A-T-H-E-J-E-W-E-L-R-O-I.com <laughs> We're back. Realizing that depression is definitely a serious issue that affects millions of people. I do not want to not make that very, very, very clear. And we have to make we have to continue to make progress by having <laughs> uncomfortable conversations and talking more openly about things that you may say are taboo, I guess, are too touchy to talk about. But on that note, um, I really want you guys to give this some thought. And I really want you guys to start having uncomfortable conversations. We're basically drowning in a puddle of, <laughs> I don't want to say the word. And the reason why is because we're not facing what is right in front of us. We can see it. We can touch it. But we're going to pretend that it's not there because we don't want to have uncomfortable conversations. We're scared that somebody's going to hurt our feelings. We're scared that we won't be able to get it all out because someone might not accept us. Listen, let me tell you something. Get it out. Let's have the conversation. And until next time. <laughs> Step out of your comfort zone. 